Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. And we continue at 105 in the afternoon. Talk Radio 790 KABC, The John Phillips Show. Broadcasting live from the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa Living Room Studios, where there's no traffic on I-10. At least now. Mr. Randy Wang's in Culver City. John, we are six days away from the end of this March primary season. We're going to be doing that big election special on Tuesday, March 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. And as of February 27th, 6% of ballots in L.A. County have been returned. It's been around that number for a long time now. I think it was at 5% yesterday. Now, the state, I believe, is up to 9%. 2 million out of 20. But uh, in the county of Los Angeles, which has the DA's race, which means we can knock out Gascon, currently only 343,000 ballots have been returned out of 5.6 million. I read somewhere that they're anticipating a total of 29% turnout. That is low. Which means if you're in Los Angeles County, the turnout is going to be below that. Because L.A. County has been lagging behind the statewide numbers the whole way through. Maybe there's a bunch of stragglers that will get their act together by this weekend, like me. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be busy. I mean, it's nice out. It's finally not raining. People might want to go enjoy themselves. And we're not used to voting in March. We're used to voting in June. So they had it during an atypical time. And then you have essentially two primaries that are not contested. Pretty much. The top of the ticket doesn't matter. Only a certain portion of the population is really paying attention to that Senate race. And if you happen to want to knock out Mr. George Gascon, the jackass who's destroyed public safety in L.A. County. Whoa. Currently, your vote's worth three times what it would be if people were paying attention. If you're in L.A. County and you recognize what a complete dumpster fire that piece of trash is, you need to vote. Because no one else is voting. So if you go out and vote, your voice will be heard. This is one of the few times I can honestly say the same people might be in charge. We've got 7% of Democrats in L.A. County that have turned out so far, 198,000 ballots. 4% of independents or no-party preferences with 65,000 ballots. Republicans are at 8%, that's 79,000 ballots. Okay, so you need to do better than that. So do it. If you want to break up the electorate by age, 52% of the people that voted are over 65. You know what? I'm fine with that. And 13% of them had voted compared to the 18 to 34 crowd. 2% of them have voted. If you want to break it down by race, you've got 8% of whites, 4% of Latinos, 7% of Asians, and 6% of blacks. And when you say 18 to 34, that's legit 18 to 34, not just people who lie about their age on Tinder. No, these are actual people that are age 18 to 34, not Black Biden trying to lure a child predator. Not today, not on Black Biden's watch. (laughs) 
Now, as we mentioned before, the race for DA is on your ballot, and L.A. County cannot survive four more years of George Gascon. George Gascon is trying to save his bacon right now by doing interviews with friendly news media. He recently did a sit-down with ABC7 and told the Whopper, you are safer in Los Angeles now than you were when you elected George Gascon, thanks to his policies. Quite frankly. Let's listen to that interview. L.A. County voters will soon decide whether embattled District Attorney George Gascon will stay in office for another term. Eyewitness News reporter Josh Haskell sat one-on-one with Gascon and talked about his chances in what is a hotly contested race. We're in a much better place today than we were four years ago. No, we're not. Think about making that statement with a straight face. You know what life was like four years ago if you've lived here, and you know what we deal with on a daily basis now. It is of his belief that you are now safer than you were four years ago, so stop opening up your lion eyes. Stop looking at the smashing grabs. Stop looking at the muggings. Stop looking at the sexual assaults, at the street takeovers, at everything going on all around you when you look at the newspaper, when you look at the news on television or listen to it on the radio, or what you see in front of your own face. Stop believing that and believe this man, George Gascon. So George Gascon would like you to not do what he does to himself in the middle of the night. Do a Google on on YouTube. Just believe him. And by the way, the way they shot this interview, it was outdoors, and they have him facing away from the camera with some sunglasses. He's so cool when he says you're safe. We're in a much better place today than we were four years ago. That's the message from Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon, who faces a record 11 challengers in the primary next month as he seeks a second term. Gascon's challengers have run campaigns against the incumbent rather than against each other, and the large field could help Gascon. Why so many candidates? A USC Dornsife poll conducted last month found 51% of voters disapprove of the job Gascon is doing. That number seems low. How is it only 51%? Who out there likes to get raped? But it wasn't in that same poll that he only had 15% support of who people would pick in the election? You know, the everyman sometimes gets it right, but the everyman sometimes gets it wrong. I mean, we're the ones that elected him. We're the ones that elected him for his second term in San Francisco. You can blame Gavin for the original appointment and for appointing him police chief, but we have nobody to blame for ourselves. London Breed even sent a letter to Los Angeles in 2020 when Gascon ditched that job to run here against Jackie Lacey. She said, don't trust this snake, and we should have listened to her. And let's you know, go ahead. And less tolerant of all the bullshit that has destroyed our city. And one of the things that's happened to society in the last four years is we're now super woke. We're now super PC. You can get canceled if you say something that appears to be insensitive in nature. Yet this is a guy who does nothing but blames victims. That's all he does. He blames victims. He won't meet with them. He will suggest that they are somehow responsible for being the victim of a crime, as he did with that girl that got assaulted by an adult at a McDonald's restaurant in Harbor City. 
as he did to the woman who was sexually assaulted by a naked homeless man in downtown Long Beach. That's what he does. And that seems to be spreading around the nation. Did you see this story in the New York Post about the woman, the college student who was abducted and murdered, allegedly, by that illegal alien from Venezuela? I have not. What's the newest update? The newest update is, you know, she wouldn't have been murdered had she not fought back. Fighting back was really the point of failure there. Yikes. We're dealing with violence, and in fact, violence has come down. Which mm, Has it? No. No, it hasn't. You're a liar, liar, pants on fire. Which clearly indicates that the work that we're doing is not necessarily, it doesn't cost crime to go up. Um, Except the ones that where it does. Yes. You know what? This guy could go to work for PG&E if he really wants to after he loses the election. Because all they do are start, is start fires. And if his pants actually ignite and starts a fire, then he can be the next one to burn down paradise. Let's just take one specific crime, shoplifting, year over year, 2022 to 2023. So you can't blame it on the pandemic. It went up 80%. Oh, well, you need to check your facts. Go do a Google on the YouTube. Do a Google on, on YouTube. He probably does every night. Um, but we're also addressing the issues of over-incarceration. We're seeing issues of uh, you know the equity within the system and i think that that creates a certain level of anxiety for some people and also anxiety you really need a translator to understand what he's saying and also for some it creates an opportunity they view it as a you know we want to go back to the tough on crime what whatever that looked like guess well it looked like people felt safer yeah when you knew that you could park your car outside and it wouldn't be bipped when criminals knew that if they committed crime, there would be a consequence as opposed to people that laugh at the police officers when they get arrested and invoke George Gascon's name. Gascon tells Eyewitness News all his challengers want to take us backwards, but believes the reforms he's brought to L.A. County will result in crime continuing to go down after it went up during the pandemic. Gascon admits he got off to a rough start. A very difficult first year. Uh, we're not there anymore, you know, and, and, and a lot of what you see right now is really you're still people thinking about what happened in 2021. No, no, it's not. So he acknowledges that what he's doing is a failure, but he thinks that the failure was just confined to one year. Yes. And he'll say that crime is down compared to 2021, but it's still higher than it was pre-George Gascon. And he doesn't want to do it. And he says, oh, well, you have to look at the 10-year average. It's he, you can make an argument based on data to prove whatever you want. We see what happens and we see the no consequences. What was the story yesterday? The people, they get busted by the LAPD or the LA County Sheriff's Department for these street takeovers, these incredibly dangerous, sometimes violent events where people have been hurt, people have been killed, businesses have been looted. They get diversion programs under Gascon's blanket order. You know, prior to this, he was the DA in San Francisco. And prior to that, he was the police chief. Prior to that, he was the police chief in Mesa, Arizona. Prior to that, he worked for LAPD. At no point in this man's life did he ever play in the NFL. How is it that he has this much brain damage? Uh, as opposed to what is happening in 2024. But property crime, smash and grab robberies, and the proliferation of homeless encampments are some of the reasons why residents of L.A. County say they still don't feel safe. 
and some believe Gascon favors criminals over victims. What is your answer to addressing this perception yep. that people aren't safe? Well, I mean, first of all, how is not the answer? Look, it's not that we're not prosecuting or sending people to prison, right? So people may be going... No, it is that you're not doing that. Yeah, that is explicit, expressly what you're not doing. That's what people would like you to do because that is in the job description of the district attorney. If you want to be a public defender, go be a public defender. You want to go be a warden of a prison, go be the warden of a prison. But if you want to be the DA, you have a very specific job. And we know this is true because we did a Google on the YouTube. We did. Do a Google on, on YouTube. Well, I mean, first of all, how is not... Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. The answer, look, it's not that we're not prosecuting or sending people to prison, right? So people may be going now for 5, 10, 15, 20 years as opposed to 30, 40, 50, right? But they're in prison. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the categories of crime that you don't do anything about. That's right, because of equity. So even if you were to believe that I was wrong in the approach, you're going to have to wait several years. What about all the cases that you're reexamining and letting people out of prison to lower the population? And the police agencies that don't even want to work with you because they know what you're going to do is you're just going to get rid of the case. So they go to the city attorney who can only file misdemeanors because they know they'll actually do something with it. To see how that plays out right now, all the science that we know about the impact of lengthy incarceration points out that we're probably heading in the right direction. Gascon probably. Didn't seem too sure of himself. No, because you can make any argument you want based on data. Gascon believes he gets blamed for many issues not under his jurisdiction, saying he doesn't have a stack of misdemeanors sitting on his desk. He does. <laughs> and he doesn't believe Prop 47 has made us less safe. It did. And this is what I don't understand. How many of his challengers have come on this radio program and essentially agree with him on 47? One. No, no. We had Maria Ramirez who came on, who said that she wanted to reform portions of it, but didn't want to throw it out. We had Sadal on, who essentially said, stop blaming 47. 47 is not the problem. And we know that Chemerinsky is just as far to the left as George Gascon. He's an enthusiastic supporter of 47. And even some of the other ones that know better tiptoe around 47 i don't understand why you can't go after 47 head on if you're running for da that was one of the reasons that made me get behind john hatami because he absolutely holds no punches about prop 47 he wants to get rid of it lock stock and barrel he also maintains he's not responsible for the homeless crisis until we create more well actually you could tie Prop 47 straight to the homeless crisis because we stopped, we decriminalized drugs thanks to George Gascon. Did you see the LA Times over the weekend where they had a piece by Erica Smith about the homeless crisis in LA? I did not because I don't read that garbage. She's essentially making the argument that if we had reparations for slavery, there would be no homeless problem. Okay, what about all the homeless that are not black? Yeah, no kidding. 
It's not an exclusively African-American issue. No, but if you believe the times, if we had reparations, there'd be no homeless. Until we create more housing, until we deal with the issues of mental health, right, neither the city attorney nor the district attorney are going to be able to cure these problems. If a candidate in the DA's race doesn't receive more than 50% of the vote in the March 5th primary, there will be a runoff between the top two finishers. It's highly unlikely that a candidate will receive more than 50% because of how large the field is. In downtown LA, Josh Haskell, ABC 7 Eyewitness News. There you go. You know, of all of the buffoons who are in elected office in California, no one is more dangerous than George Gascon. Quite frankly. Because he is the one that has turned this county into the purge. Everyone knows it. Everyone. The criminals know it, and they don't even watch the news. But word has leaked out to their criminal social networks that you can get away with anything in L.A. County, which is the absolute truth. The law-abiding citizens all know it. The cops know it. They tell you not even to leave empty bottles in your car because if you do, your car will be bipped for the recycled fee. Everyone understands it, except for this complete moron. And unfortunately, the moron is the one with the power. The moron is the one that gets to decide whether or not he charges someone with a crime or lets them go which is what he typically chooses to do. The California primary election is happening on Super Tuesday and we'll bring you complete coverage. We'll be following all the major races throughout the afternoon here on Eyewitness News. Yeah, 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 we get it, Mark Brown. And just to reiterate, if you go to my ballot at kbc.com, my choice to replace George Gascon is John Hatami. There are many fine candidates running for this office. However... We cannot allow George Gascon to make it to the November runoff with someone who sees the world the exact same way as George Gascon, but just doesn't have as much of an obnoxious personality. This is our chance. This is our opportunity. We can probably get someone into the runoff with 20-something percent. It's not going to take that many of us, and that's why I'm behind John Hatami. And it's on my ballot if you want to read the reasons why at KABC.com. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. That's johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. And Randy, Jennifer Van Lahr, who was on the program the 12 o'clock hour, has been doing a series of reports for us about the corruption at the L.A. County Department of Public Health. If you want to go back and listen to all of them at once in chronological order, you can do that. You could. You go to KABC.com, click on podcasts, go to the Apple Podcast app, iHeart, Spotify, search for The John Phillips Show, hit subscribe, pretty much any episode that says Jennifer Van Lahr, click on that one, including the one I just posted right now. You can download all the episodes that way or you get the KABC app, search KABC AM in the Apple App Store or the Android Store. Easiest way to listen live to this radio station and you can download all the podcasts of this show. It's so easy to do. Even Barbara Ferrer can do it, right? You know how to download the app. I have no idea. Well, you just open up the app store and then you search KABC AM. So try that. I have tech issues. Okay, she's hopeless. And if Barbara Ferrer wants to see my ballot, she can do so at KABC.com. Well, I don't think she'd be able to figure it out. But the rest of you, you can go to KABC.com slash Phillips Ballot. KABC.com slash Phillips Ballot. That's KABC.com slash Phillips Ballot. Next slide. 
And on election night, it's going to be a long day for you and me, and that has nothing to do with the results. We're going to be doing our live show noon to 3 on Tuesday, March 5th. I'm going to be doing my live show, The News Blitz with Randy Wang, at 5 p.m. on March 5th. Then from 7 to 10 p.m. on March 5th, we're going to be broadcasting live here on KABC, as well as KSFO in San Francisco, giving you all the election results, Southern California, Northern California, statewide, Super Tuesday. It's all here. Stay tuned for it. Next slide. It's Woo Wednesday. Ric Flair. Woo! It's Woo! One day! Yeah, baby! Woo! 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 And that means tomorrow is Throwback Thursday. And if you want to participate, it's so easy to do. Go to just search. No, just email us. Show at gmail.com. That's Show at gmail.com right now with your favorite artist, genre, theme, music you want to hear on tomorrow's show. Put in the subject line Throwback Thursday. That's all you got to do. Email us right now. Show at gmail.com at 2.30. We'll pick a winner for Throwback Thursday. On yesterday's show, we spoke with Ann Dunsmore, who is a fundraiser here in California who's trying to recall Gavin Newsom from office yet again. During her appearance, she threw a lot of elbows at a lot of people, uh, Newsom certainly among them, but she also took shots at Larry Elder and she took shots at Randy Economy, who was the strategist, the senior strategist behind the group that collected the signatures last time around to put the initiative on the ballot. Randy Economy will join us next to respond to her elbows. On yesterday's program, we spoke with a Republican fundraiser named Ann Dunsmore, who is leading an effort to try to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom from office. We had a recall election not long ago that Newsom survived. Newsom also put his name on the ballot to run for a second four-year term, and he was elected. Now he's barred from running for re-election as governor of California because of California's term limit laws. That's not keeping Dunsmore and others from trying to recall him from office yet again. When I talked to her about this effort and asked her about the chances that she might be successful at kicking him out of office, she took a shot at Randy Economy, who was the senior strategist on the campaign to collect the signatures to boot Newsom from office last time. Let's listen to that exchange. You define success as making the ballot, putting the recall on the ballot so the California voters have to go into the ballot box and and decide the fate of Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, of the group that collected the most signatures last time around, their senior spokesman is a consultant by the name of Randy Economy. Uh, here is what he told Politico this morning. Uh, he said that this effort is a, quote, waste of time to target the unrecallable Newsom, given how blue California is. Quote, he's termed out and he's done. Go bang your head against the wall if you want to, end quote. Well, I think Randy's probably banging his head against a wall because he's, um, you know, he didn't really help move the ball down the field. And, and I will tell you, the people that are that hired him are working very closely with us, hand in hand. And uh, they're not happy about those comments because they worked really hard to get that done. And for him to turn tail on the people that um, brought him on board, I think they feel that that. Uh, 
he's kind of traitorous. Now, I will address um, what I think he said as being um, very self-serving, but more importantly, very limited in its in its understanding, in his understanding of all of the added benefits that you get by putting a spotlight on Gavin Newsom. All right. Randy Economy is kind enough to join us now to react to what Ann Dunsmore had to say about him yesterday. Randy Economy is a senior political strategist. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Strategist here in the state of California. You can follow him on X at Economy Radio. Randy Economy, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, John. I appreciate it, buddy. Now, I'm sure you have a lot to say about what Ann Dunsmore said yesterday. You know, I don't even want to like, it would be beneath me to even respond to Ann Dunsmore. I mean, she's a political hack. Who doesn't? I mean, she made so much money off the first recall uh, through her own consulting companies, and I understand where she's motivated from. And I, I think at this particular time around, you can't, you can't. Newsom recall twenty twenty four. First of all, is not a, a, a Newsom recall twenty twenty one. This is not going to happen. You have a very short window to be able to collect the signatures. You're not going to get an extension because of the lockdown and the pandemic. You have a very limited window here. I don't care what they do. This thing is not going to succeed. It is not going to get on the ballot. This is just absolutely nonsense. And when I see political consultants like Ann Dunsmore becoming the chairman of a recall movement, red flag number one. Red flag number two is it's about, you know, how, many, how much money was spent on their last recall, John? $145 million. A lot of consultants made a lot of money on that campaign, a lot of them. So this is not, uh, the, you know, these, these equal opportunity opportunities for paid political consultants to get a job by floating another recall is it's dangerous. It's not what democracy is about. It's self-serving, and I, I after hearing her comments from this, I, I, I I'm now more convinced than ever that uh, what she said is is it confirms every one of my suspicions. So what you're saying essentially is that even though she knows that this is not going to happen, what she needs is she needs a outlet for people who hate Gavin Newsom and there are a lot of people out there including me and probably you who dislike dislike Gavin Newsom but there's not enough of us to kick him out of office but there is enough of us to who are willing to write checks to an organization who runs around kicking Gavin Newsom because it makes us feel good about it it does and I think there needs to be um you know, people need to not act on emotions when it comes to campaigns like this, even though Gavin is a lightning rod and the most divisive uh, political figure probably in America today. 
but the simple fact of the matter is you don't do a recall that failed miserably last time by 30 points in an election year on a lame dunk, a, a, a governor who's out of office in two years. People have already lined up to take his place. Is this, I think it's more about embarrassing Gavin to make sure that he is not on, uh, you know, that he doesn't become the vice president or becomes the presidential nominee in Chicago if the Democrats do a, uh, a, a walk around Biden. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios. That isn't a good enough reason to be able to do a, another uh, a recall against this guy. I mean, I can't stand Gavin Newsom. I mean, he and I, you know, if you were to put us in a telephone booth together, one of us ain't getting out alive. <laughs> and I got to and you know, they don't have telephone booths anymore, John. So, uh, you know, let me, let me tell you right now. I get it. I know why they're doing this. I know her motivations. Uh, and you can't have political operatives like Ann Dunsmore be in charge of a recall campaign. You can't. I it, and here's it doesn't my point, work. There, there's no, there's no, there's no, this is, it's insanity. There's not an unlimited amount of money or resources for people who want California to improve. You have to pick well, and choose your not. battles we wisely. We all want California to improve. Exactly. And Newsom is termed out of office. And you look at the list of people who want to replace him. This is not the B team. This is the Z team. These are people who, in any purple state where they actually had to go out and win elections by convincing voters, would not have a career in politics. But because California is a one-party state, all of these remedial politicians end up getting elected to office. And now they look in the mirror and they see a governor. And it's going to be a wide field, and they're going to be able to raise money to make their campaigns credible. And when you have a wide field like this, if we can put together a candidate who would improve the state – that's your shot. That's your opportunity of getting someone on a November ballot and having the opportunity to make the argument that the government that we get in California is not good and there's an alternate way of looking at the world that would serve us better. You know, and I, I agree with that statement 100%, uh, but I also agree with the fact that when you concoct a, a situation like creating another recall – against a man that, I, this may be breaking news, is unrecallable as of right now. This guy is a political superstar. If We may not like it, but this guy is a political superstar of national importance now. You don't run a recall campaign because you want to stop him from becoming president. That's not, this recall, all it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to fuel Gavin Newsom more. He'll raise more money off of this. He'll put this more in his political action committee. You know, he will become the victim again. And, and so I, I, I get what they're doing. And to me, it's just, it's, it's laughable now. After hearing what Ann Dunsmore said about me, it's laughable. How dare, how dare she? Well, what she really did was attack your character. Yeah. And I mean, I get it, man. You know, you know, you, listen, I, I'm, I'm a thick skinned guy. People have very, very strong opinions about me one way or another. I get it, okay? Uh, just like you, John, people may either love you or they don't like you, or, but at the end of the day, we're not going anywhere. And we're, we're going to continue to do what we do because we're very good at it. And many, many people seek what we do 
because of our expertise. And when you bring somebody like Ann Dunsmore back into the fold to be able to go ahead and become the chairman of this event, not just a worker, but the chairman of this event, that's a problem. And that's, that's why this thing is right now is dead on arrival. And I also think it would be safe to say that even last time around, even though you were both on the same team supporting the recall of Gap. I was not on the same team with Ann Dunsmore. Ann Dunsmore was relieved of duties from the original recall because of her lack of ability to go ahead and perform. So she was, she was dismissed from the original recall campaign. That's not, that's not rumor. That's fact. She forgot about that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, maybe you need a reminder. I think you just did. Randy economy. There you go, John. Stopping by. They don't call me the political pirate for nothing, buddy. (laughs) You can follow Randy on X at Economy Radio. Randy Economy, thanks so much for stopping by. Have a good day, John. You too. If you'd like to email the show, you can do so at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. That's johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com. And Randy, you're monitoring the mailbag. John, we take a lot of requests at johnnydontlikeshow at gmail.com, and usually I can fulfill them no problem. However, I don't know if I can get away with what Steven wants. He wants this Gavin drop. So you get the thrust. Followed by a whole bunch of Sheng Tao drops, and I don't feel like I can do that for you right now. We had to bleep a caller yesterday. I don't know if we've ever actually had to bleep one of our sound drops. I would not ha- want to have to do that. I appreciate what this guy's going for. I might even email him all the drops that he wants, and he can put that collection together for himself. But I have a feeling that if I did exactly what Stephen wrote in his instructions, I'd have to go to a meeting. And I'd probably get dragged into it, too. You know, I'm equally as frustrated, right? But it did not start under my watch. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to go live to Detroit, Michigan to get an update on just exactly what happened in yesterday's presidential primary. But first, Randy, we got, I think, what, three new Sheng Tao drops just today? No, it wasn't three. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven which now has a grand total of drops on the wall that I'm rebuilding right now, 16 Shang Tao drops. All right, let's see what we have. All right, here is all of the Shang Tao drops in no particular order. Absolutely, absolutely. I can get that. Like, don't waste our time. We have a whole city to run. How absolutely. are you? Good. Love to shake your hand. Yes, it's been amazing. And he said absolutely. And we still got our Oakland A's, baby. Absolutely. That's right. I like that. That was amazing. You know, I'm equally as frustrated, right? But it did not start under my watch. The bureaucracy is real. You may be frightened, and I know how you feel. Not a day goes by where I don't wish I could just wave a magic wand and silence the gunfire. I'm not just healthy, but we are prosperous in regards to our economic development. You know, um, absolutely. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That, you know, uh, uh. (laughs) She's only been mayor for a year. No, and I'll tell you this. For whatever reason, the national shows all focus on San Francisco because everyone knows San Francisco. And San Francisco has a million and one problems. But everything they think San Francisco is, Oakland is on steroids. 
and it's just beyond my ability to comprehend that the rest of the world hasn't discovered this mayor. We seem to be the only people that are on to what's going on in the city of Oakland. And he said, absolutely. And every day we get a new installment. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend, OG, not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor, too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.